Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of The Political Spotlight. I'm your host, Connor Mann, and today's guest is Megan Walters. Megan is running to represent District 5 on the Escambia County Board of Commissioners. Currently, that seat is held by Stephen Ferry. Let's jump straight into things. We are on the phone with Megan right now. Hey, Megan, how are you? Hey, Connor, I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm doing well. Let's jump straight into this. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and why you wanted to run for office. Well, I am a fourth generation Pensacolian. Um, all of my family has always lived in North Escambia or north of Nine Mile Road. So that's where I've always grown up. Um, I've currently <clears throat> been married to my husband for 18 years and we have four amazing boys. And I wanted to run because I've always lived here and um, I just think that we need change and you know if you want that instead of just talking about it you just got to step out and do it and that's what I'm doing and that's why I'm running because mm -hmm. I just feel like we need you know an average Josephine in office so to say um, somebody who is there who is working for us who is just a regular old person Definitely. So this podcast was created in direct response to the COVID-19 national pandemic. Um, it is currently affecting so many political campaigns all across the country. Uh, people can't get out and get their message across to uh, average voters. What is your thoughts on COVID-19 and how is it directly affecting your campaign? Well, it has affected my campaign. We had um, numerous meet and greets planned um, so we could get out and meet people, but um, when they did the shelter in place, we canceled all of those. Um, haven't really been able to go door to door. Um, and so we're, we, we're doing that, but we had to wait until um, the restrictions on that was lifted. Um, and it just made it difficult to get out there and <clears throat> meet people to do fundraising and everything. So, it has had a significant, um, it has affected us significantly. However, you know, we're just been thinking outside of the box and doing things differently and just coming up with better ways to get in touch with people. And um, one of those happens to be your podcast. We saw that and we reached out to you and here we are today. Definitely. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about your career experience and how it's prepared you and brought you to this point in your life where you're running for political office? Well, when I was 18, a week after I graduated from high school, I left um, for six months, and I worked on a hospital mission ships called um, Mercy Ships. Not only been there for a few weeks, and they trained me to be the dining room manager. So I was running, at 18 years old, I was running a dining room for over 300 people, three meals a day. And that's just kind of been how my life has always gone. I've always had a full plate and multiple things going on. Um, I was a volunteer firefighter, and then I became a dispatcher with Pensacola Fire Department. Um, that led me to become a dispatcher with Escambia Public Safety, which dispatches fire and EMS, and also answers 911. Um, and then I also, after that, I worked at Life Flight, which was my dream job. And my husband also worked shift work. He's a fireman. And we had... I worked hard to have kids and we ended up adopting. We got three kids in three days. So I resigned from working and I stayed home to take care of the kids. But 
during that time, I took care. I, t- I got my associate's degree, slowly been working on my bachelor's, and I've worked with different organizations, um, Boy Scouts, Young Marines, the different schools. I served for a while on the School Advisory Council. I've worked on the Mass Transit Advisory Council with ECAT. Um, so I've always <clears throat> been doing something in the community, and this was just one of the next steps for me to continue that and to give back more to the community. Definitely. Currently, the commissioner that holds the seat you are seeking is Stephen Berry. What sets you apart from him and the other candidates? Well, I'm not a politician, so that's probably the biggest thing. Um, one of the our campaign slogans is, Walters is working for us, because that's what I'm doing. I don't have you know, any developers that are behind me, I don't have, you know, big money or this or that. You know, I just have the citizens supporting me. And when people ask me what my platform is, what my agenda is, mine is all about the citizens. If the citizens want this and this is what the citizens are asking for, then that's what we need. And we need somebody who is just working for us, somebody who just understands the day-to-day life of working paycheck to paycheck and the struggles that most of the people deal with in District 5. What do you believe is the biggest problem facing District 5? And if elected, what do you do? What do you think you'll do to uh, solve it? Well, two things come to mind um, with that. One is the sector plan that many in District 5 are against. And then the second would be internet service. And um, the sector plan, I really think that we could go in there and change it and make it to where it's more beneficial to the citizens out there instead of just to the developers. It has a lot of good aspects to it, but I think it just really helps the developers instead of the citizens. And I think a way that we could work on that is to have the school concurrency and the road concurrency in place before we're able to move forward with the sector plan. And that would, that one's more long-term. The other one, I guess, would be a little bit more short-term, would be the Internet. Out in District 5, there is just really bad problems with the Internet. And through my research and different things that I've done, there are different committees and different organizations that I could partner with in Tallahassee and, you know, so that we could get the Internet service that we need in the North End because the Internet is no longer... A luxury it's now a necessity and especially during those COVID-19 times I think a lot of people have seen that definitely uh, what do you what do you believe are the biggest qual- uh, leadership qualities that a commissioner should have and do you believe you possess those qualities I believe that the qualities that a commissioner should have should be Accessible. Um, I think that you should. They should be there for the people, and you know, organized. Because you're dealing with a lot of stuff as a county commissioner. But number one, I think your focus should be for the people and be accessible to them because they're the ones who put you in office. Definitely. Uh. How would you work to be more accessible to the um, 
the constitutes of District 5? Well, as I've been out and about in District 5, it really hurt my heart when many people tell me that they try to call the incumbent and he doesn't return phone calls or they email and he doesn't respond to emails. And I would make sure that I would return all phone calls. I would be returning the emails. You know, I'm going to be, I'm not going to change who I am if I were to get in office and I'm still going to be out all over District 5 doing stuff, whether I'm in a Walnut Hill, Century, McDavid. So that's how I would be accessible. District 5 is clearly the biggest district in Escambia County um, as far as the um, commission board. How do you feel, are the problems in District 5 the same across the board, or do they vary from Century all the way to Walnut Hill or uh, even Cantonment? Well, District 5 goes from Nine Mile Road all the way north to the state line. And as you said, it is the biggest, but it doesn't have the biggest population compared to the other districts. But the things that matter to the people in District 5, you know, don't really, that affect the rest of the county, don't really matter to them. Like, people out in Walnut Hill, they're not really that concerned about saving the turtles or roundabouts on the beach. They just want to know what you can do for their quality of life to make it better from day to day. Speaking to voters, what do you think is the biggest setback um, in voter turnout in District 5? What do you think keeps voters in District 5 from getting out and voting at the polls? Well, I'd probably have to say that most people aren't unaware or most people don't keep up with it. You know, me personally, I grew up in an environment where, you know, we were, I was always educated about the elections and how important it was to have our, our voice heard through voting. So even when I've worked, um, pup, even when I was working shift work and my husband's work, we still do it to this day. You can go on to our local supervisor of elections website and you can have every, ballot sent to you for every election and we've always done that so that we don't miss anything and I think sometimes that could be the issue with why we do have lower turnout because people aren't aware or they just don't stay educated and that's one thing that we have to do so that you do get the better turnout is to continue to educate people on what's going on definitely um, what do you what is one thing that you think voters should know about you um, that they might not know Well, I don't think that there is anything, once you know me, that you wouldn't know, because with me, what you see is what you get. Um, I don't have a poker face. I don't lie. And if you were looking at me and I'm trying to tell you a lie, you can tell straight off my face. Um, because, I, like I said, I don't have a poker face. And I've, what you see is what you get. And I think that that is what a lot of people, um, I'm not a politician. So I don't have a hidden agenda. I don't have anything else. The only reason I'm running is for the citizens and to be that voice for them. All right, Megan, we're nearing the end of our time together today. And uh, at the end of every podcast, uh, we have a segment where we roll out the political spotlight and let you, the candidate, have a few minutes to plug all of your social um, pages and any place that you think Voters can get as much information on you as possible or campaign material 
So the spotlight is on you. Take it away. My name is Megan Walters, and I'm running for county commissioner for District 5. If I'm elected, I will be working for you, working for us, working for those in District 5 who need a voice. So show up at the primary on August 18th and vote for me. It is an open primary, which means no matter what your party affiliation is, it's you can vote for me. You, if you'd like to call me, you can give me a call at 850-436-3274, or you can text me, or you can email me at Megan Walters, M-E-G-A-N-W-A-L-T-E-R-S, 4D5, at gmail.com. And on Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at Megan Walters, 4D5. That's Megan, M-E-G-A-N, Walters, W-A-L-T-E-R-S, for the number four, D, five. Thank you so much, Megan. That's all for today's episode. If you know of any candidate or politician that would like to be on the political spotlight, message us at the political spotlight on Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about our podcast, message us there as well. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us. Have a good day. Thank you.